Hey sister, happy Thanksgiving. As we are heading into a week of gratitude and appreciation, I obviously know that Thanksgiving looks very different for many of you if you are opting to not celebrate with your family or it's a much smaller gathering than you're normally accustomed to. Trust me, it looks very different in my family as well this year. I want to let you know that I am so thankful for each and every one of you and the engagement and consistency and loyalty with which you've shown the Your Sorority Journey podcast this year. Thank you for being my sister friends and sharing all the super valuable feedback that you have with me this past year. I am so excited to introduce you to a very special guest, my previous supervisor when I was a leadership consultant from Sigma Kappa, now works on the foundation side for Alpha Chi Omega, and I couldn't be more excited to have her on today to talk about impactful giving and how we can have hearts of generosity toward the organizations that have given so much. Erica Lagos is a Sigma Kappa from Central Michigan University and spent most of her early young professional career as a staff member at Sigma Kappa headquarters. She recently transitioned over to the foundation side at Alpha Chi Omega, like I mentioned, and has a really unique perspective transitioning from collegiate services to the philanthropic and fundraising side of the sorority experience. A sphere that I think many of us often don't think about or realize the extent of. I am so excited to have Erica here today to talk about generosity and gratitude toward the organization that has given us so much during Thanksgiving week. Here is my conversation with Erica. Welcome to the Your Sorority Journey podcast, Erica. I'm so pumped to have you on today. Thanks. I'm really excited. It just feels so full circle. I mean, I feel like I tell all of my guests that, that we're like a part of my like leadership development and personal growth, you know, now my supervisor, my previous supervisor is on my podcast. Like this is unreal. <laughs> I know. I love it. Kind of crazy, but awesome to see you doing amazing things and happy to be here to be in this role, which is kind of different, right? Yeah, totally different. Um, well, happy almost Thanksgiving. How are you feeling about Thanksgiving this year? I'm excited. I I always love Thanksgiving. I am definitely someone who puts up my holiday decorations really early, but I still save that space for Thanksgiving. And just, I think there's a lot of room for gratitude and thankfulness this year, um, even with everything going on in the world. Um, and, and I have really tried to be intentional in thinking about those things for myself and for my friends and family, um, because like the reality is we've been bogged down and we're tired and there's just like a lot of not so great things going on in the world. So totally. Yeah. I have been like trying to pull in this season and just really think about what am I thankful for? What am I grateful for even amidst the craziness? So it's funny you bring up the holiday decor because, and maybe it's just because of how like busy my life has been and how all over the place I've been around Thanksgiving the past couple of years that I haven't even had the opportunity to set up for the holidays before Thanksgiving. And here I am this weekend, like pulling out the tree and all of the stuff for our mantle. You all can't yeah. see this, but Erica's Christmas tree is literally behind her Zoom setup. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about how she brings it into all of her meetings and it's 
it's funny because I never even like confuse the two normally. This is like a new thing for me this year to be like, I'm ready. I think you're right. Like, I think people are ready for something to like look forward to and have like joy around and be thankful for while like obviously still holding that space for Thanksgiving. What are a couple things that you're like extra thankful for this year? Oh gosh, that is hard. Um, I mean, I'm thankful for a lot. I don't say, oh gosh, as like, I don't have anything to be thankful for. It's like where to um, start. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think this year, especially, I'm really thankful for the time that I've carved out for, you know, conversations and new ways of visiting with friends and family. Um, I definitely hit that, that Zoom fatigue that I think a lot of us hit. Um, but being okay to say like, let's just have a phone call or, you know, writing some snail mail to my friends and family has just been really nice and encouraging. Um, And I've received some back, which is amazing too. Um, So I think just connecting with people in a different way than I have in years previously um, has been really nice and kind of stretching out a little bit past my like immediate network to get on Zoom calls and have cooking dates with friends and things like that um, has been really awesome. And I'm really thankful for that. And just my family a lot, a lot. I think about my family a lot recently in the past few months, I think just the limitations and restrictions of making sure that, you know, I'm following the guidelines of my state and their state since we live apart from one another. Um, but also playing into when I do get to see them, it's just so much sweeter. Um, And I really, really value that time with them. And I think I was maybe taking that for advantage a little bit um, prior to that. And so it kind of just like reset for me, like how much I love that time with them and how important they are to me. And um, I will certainly love to be able to just travel more freely again eventually. Um, But the time I get with them right now feels really good. And I'm just really, really thankful for that. So, yeah. Gosh, I totally resonate with taking family for granted. I mean, in my four years of college, I saw my extended family more than I did growing up. Like, and I think it is like a, I mean, I won't see some of my grandparents at all this year. And I think it is just like, wow, I'm so thankful I got the time when I did. And now when I see them again, it's going to be something that's so much more like treasured and meaningful and not just something that we do every time I get to go back to Arizona. Yeah, and yeah. I'm really excited to have you on today because I think we're talking about both generosity and gratitude. The week of Thanksgiving is obviously so fitting, but also thinking about our sorority experience and how I feel like it just switched on us overnight. Like yes. what the in-person experience needed to become for our mm-hmm. women that weren't able to meet in person anymore. And so I'm really excited to talk about the gratitude and from that generosity we can have as it relates to our sorority experience. But before we get into that, I would love to just start off by having you talk through your sorority journey for us and where it's taken you now. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So I joined Sigma Kappa at Central Michigan University in fall of 2009 which is kind of crazy. Um, I've been a member for 11 years as of this month and celebrating that milestone was just a little bit sweeter this year. Um, 
I definitely came to college and knew that I wanted to join a sorority. Um, no one in my family had, but I just really felt like that was where I belonged and what I wanted to do. And so I um, went through recruitment and loved it, joined Sigma Kappa, and was really eager right away to just jump in and get involved and how could I be in leadership roles and how can I be friends with all these people. Um, I'm still very good friends with many of my chapter sisters, especially my big sister. Um, Lacey is definitely someone I talk to all the time. So I really value and am thankful for that relationship that we have and what was created in my collegiate years. Um, I held a few different officer roles in college. Um, actually, neither of them exist anymore. They are now like new roles, which is kind of crazy when you feel like you're old enough that the roles you were in don't even aren't even there. They have new titles. Um, That's so funny. Then, what were they? <laughs> um, I was the VPC, so Vice President of Communication, and I was actually the first VPC for the chapter. So I thought I was running to be the recording secretary. Um, but that year, the recording secretary and the corresponding secretary positions were combined. So first VPC. And then that following year, I became the executive vice president. Um, so and at that That's point, so executive, funny. yeah, at that point, EVP was um, managing standards council and also programming. And so I loved both of those things and was really excited. And so I'm thankful I got that experience. But looking back and seeing what our organization has done, I can totally see why we split those things out. Because oh, it's yeah. Just a lot for one person. Yeah. Some of those changes happened. Well, the EVP split happened when I was in the chapter. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and so then I was a, gosh, I think I was a sophomore maybe a freshman or a sophomore, and a leadership consultant had come to our chapter. And I just remember thinking she was just this amazing human and I loved her job and I wanted to do that too. Um, and then when I was a junior, one of my chapter sisters became a leadership consultant and I was like, okay, this feels attainable. I've seen somebody I know do this. I definitely want to do it. So I applied, I became a leadership consultant that year after I had graduated. Um, I traveled full time for a semester uh, and then came off the road about this time in 2013. And um, a finance position had opened up at Sigma Kappa headquarters. My degree is in finance and that's what I was really excited about. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I'll try that. So I remember talking to um, some of the senior staff at Sigma Kappa and ended up applying for the job and accepting the job. So I actually came off, instead of going back onto the road, I moved to Indianapolis in January and came on to national headquarters staff um, out of Indy, which was kind of crazy because I had expected to travel. Um, and I was like, here I am in a one bedroom apartment in the winter and I don't really know anybody here except for Sigma wow. Kappa staff. So I hope I make friends. Um, I did that role for a few years and absolutely loved it. Um, our, any vice president of finance, anyone managing a budget in college for a chapter is an, an incredible human. That is so much work. Um, and to be the dedicated staff that got to work with those students was just amazing. Um, it was always my goal to make finance like engaging and easier because I feel like so daunting and overwhelming when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. 
Heck, it's it's still daunting when you're 29, but you know, especially <laughs> in college. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely remember seeing your email signature come through when I was traveling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then following that role, I knew that I loved the leadership consultant program. And one of those managers was leaving staff. So I applied for her role and I moved in to supervise the leadership consultant program, um, which obviously is how you and I met. So that was a super fun time. I did that for a couple of years. And for the last about a year and a half, I have been on staff with the Alpha Chi Omega Foundation. So that's kind of, oh, I guess maybe I should, I do volunteer for Sigma Kappa now, which is <laughs> very sweet. You know, you leave yeah. that staff position and you still have that opportunity to be involved with Sigma Kappa. So I get to volunteer with the extension team and help um, cultivate alumni when we're opening new chapters and work with interested mothers who want to be initiated. So um, super special, a totally different role than what I was doing when I was on staff. So it's really fun. I love it. Um, I highly recommend volunteering to anyone who graduates and moves on. Probably really refreshing to not be doing the exact same thing or be in the exact same sphere that you were in on staff because I don't know very many people that obviously the leadership consultant program like really equips you to like have a heart for Sigma Kappa in the future. But I don't know very many people who graduate and are on staff through the time that you were. And now is like your first opportunity to volunteer, like to be in a non-staff role, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's, you know, it's, so rewarding and so fun and I think it's just like a special connection because I know what the staff are working on and like how things go and obviously things change and are are always evolving especially right now um but their hard work you just really feel that in your heart after you've done that and so to them be a volunteer and know kind of the full circle experience is really fun yeah okay so I want to hear more about what motivated or intrigued you to really pivot from collegiate services to the foundation side of sorority? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, I don't think there's like one singular answer. I wasn't one day like didn't wake up and was like, I don't want to do collegiate services anymore. I want to work on the foundation side. It's Um, a big difference, so. (laughs) It is is very different, yeah. I think for me, The biggest motivator was that the leadership consultant program receives grants from the foundation. And being in the collegiate services side of the house, you kind of get to see how and what women need in terms of what would they benefit from scholarships? What would they benefit from programs? How would they succeed if money were not an issue or something that they were worried about as a chapter or as an individual. And so much of that ties back to the work that the foundations for NPC groups, any group is doing. Um, and so that really, I think is probably the root of what, where I became interested in that for sure. Um, and then just seeing what some of our like our foundation at Sigma Kappa and then our peer group foundations were doing to benefit their sororities and also just like the good work they're doing out in the world for their um, different philanthropic endeavors was incredible. Uh, And so I think 
those those pieces kind of combined together for me to just kind of stir my heart in a way where I was like, okay, I really think I like the foundation. That's very interesting to me. And it was completely different from what I had been doing. Um, and so that was exciting in, in a challenging and growing kind of way. Yeah, I think it's so eye-opening when you take a step back from being like so ingrained in like the day-to-day of sorority to like look at who has made that possible, right? Like obviously we pay dues and obviously there's like a financial commitment from the members, but the financial commitment from the members can't provide all of the conferences, the support, the resources that show up for us, Mm -hmm. both as a leadership consultant, right? the resources that we were given to better help the women, but also the stuff that goes straight to the chapter president, right? That stuff that national headquarters provides. And I think it is so important that we take the time to connect the dots because more often we can look at it as something the sorority just does, something that we expect rather than truly what it is, which is a gift. It's a generous donation that makes that a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, it's so interesting, especially now working for a foundation, just getting to see like, what are we able to help fund for the sorority? Um, because there are obviously limitations and things like that. Um, but knowing that you can make an impact and knowing that those grants make a difference and those scholarships really are so meaningful to people, um, it's really encouraging. And, and I think it just reminds me of like, okay, we're doing good work. Our students benefit from this. And like, I don't think I saw that when I was a collegian, right? Like when I was in the chapter, I was just so worried about like, where do I find my handbook? And like, how do I make sure people are showing up to events? Yeah. And like, how do I make that tie and that connection and that understanding between bigger picture organization with like what I'm experiencing on my campus. And I don't know that I had that connection necessarily. Yeah. What has surprised you the most from working on the foundation side for the past year and a half, year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. There's a lot that has surprised me. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's such interesting work to me. I would say one of the things that was really eye-opening for me is just how much of an impact some of our donors want to be able to make. And they truly have this intention that they know and they want to support what they can support. And they maybe were in the the shoes of people one day that really needed that help or needed that support. And they may have benefited from a scholarship or they may have attended a program um, and they really saw growth and development in themselves. And then now later in life, they turn around and they think back to that time. And I just think that is so incredible. So I don't know that that's necessarily the most surprising thing to me. Um, I guess maybe the most, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, I don't know though. I feel like when that like veil is removed for you of like, okay, I used to do all this work like directly with students or work that directly impacted students. And now I'm (laughs) seeing why I was able to do what I was able to do for students, right? Like the heart of the people where the dollars came from. I don't know. I think that would surprise me too, or be like a, like a, 
I don't know, like a rude awakening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing, and like, this isn't as like flowery and fun is just like how many people leave their collegiate experience and choose not to, to give and not to want to give back to Sigma Kappa or whatever organization they are a part of, right? Like, I think you could probably look at your friend group. I could look at my good friends. Like, we just know that there are so many people out there who don't necessarily think about the organization that they were in when they were in college or don't have intention when they graduate to continue their involvement or continue to give back. And so I think that's really surprising because we are lucky to work in kind of a little bit of a bubble with like, the feel good of support and generosity. Um, but there is definitely a disconnect between what could be and what is. Yeah. Or I even think about like the walk to end Alzheimer's when I was a student, right? We had our advisory board come and our advisory board was mostly made up of women from chapters all across the country that had found jobs or significant others had found jobs in Phoenix and maybe like one or two young alumni from like the years that graduated it wasn't like this outpouring of the previous graduated class that like rolled up to the walk to alzheimer's you know yeah yeah and i mean it's real right like i was in a group chat not very many days ago where someone was asking how many of us were paying alumni dues because of whatever reason and i was honestly amazed like yeah, I really am one of the few that like stays super engaged to Sigma Kappa in that way. And I feel like there must be like just some kind of disconnect, right? Of like the work that we do in college, the philanthropic things that we're involved in and the ways that can be a part of our lives after graduation. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. So what do you think our collegiate members misunderstand about their organization's philanthropy or like the biggest misconception about the philanthropic initiatives that our sororities stand behind? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think that there's a misunderstanding of like when you are making a gift to your foundation of whatever organization you are a part of, of understanding that in in a lot of ways that gift comes back to benefit you as a member or the next group of members. And so I think, I don't know if we understand at that point, like what that gift really does, right? I think to some degree it might just be like, okay, I'm supposed to give to the foundation, so I'm gonna do this, but like maybe I get a dangle for my badge or a sticker or a a notepad. Um, but I don't really understand what it's being used for. And I don't understand how it benefits not only the greater organization, but honestly down to that individual level as a member. Um, so I would say that's probably a, a misunderstanding. I, I would say that. I don't think I understood oh, when I sure. was making gifts, like what that was going toward. I just knew I got a thank you in the mail and received something. So understanding that like there are so many benefits as a member to what the that gift really supports for the organization and that you honestly as an individual do benefit from that in a lot of ways um yeah yeah that's a big one for me 
I, I think that's so true, right? Like I remember when we voted to put the 1874 circle into our code of conduct, like it was just part of our dues, like something that we paid every year. And mm-hmm. when that was just like automatically part of my dues or like coming out of a large sum of money that I paid my sorority every semester, yeah, I didn't really think about it, you know? And I was literally just thinking as you're talking about dangles, like our chapter would get that huge box of dangles and they'd probably sit in the chapter room, right? They weren't even something, I mean, I shouldn't like out my chapter like that, but it was years ago, I'm sure. They're in much better organization status than they were then. But like, it was not even something we like really celebrated. And yeah, it was only like $18, which isn't a lot on top of everything else. And may, might not have even seemed like it would make that much of a difference. Like $18, mm-hmm. like what kind of a difference is that going to make in the grand yeah. scheme of these huge projects that the foundation budgets for or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. allocates for? What do you think the purpose is of those like small asks that or small yeah. opportunities that the foundation and the sorority makes for collegiate women to be a, a part of philanthropic giving? Yeah. To me, I think about it and I think it's twofold. It allows our students a look into what the foundation does and what supporting the foundation can look like. Um, And I think the second part to that for me is it starts to create truly that heart of generosity and hopefully um, that reminder of like, okay, this is kind of what I do and this is why I give to the foundation. And hopefully that continues beyond graduation and into their, you know, post, post-grad life where they're operating as young professionals and long into their lives as they continue to grow older and um, do more things in the world. So I think it's twofold. One, the exposure and kind of allowing our students to see that, yes, it is maybe a small gift in their eyes, but one small gift from every single person in a chapter or one small gift from every undergraduate that we had would be so impactful to the work that we could do and would truly make such a difference. Like, I don't even know, Cassie, how many members were in your chapter when you were in school, but if you think about it, even if you had a hundred members and right, some of our chapters are far beyond a hundred members and some of our chapters are far under a hundred members. But when you multiply whatever that gift is that every individual gives times, however many members you have, that's a way bigger impact. And so I think it's like just that understanding and seeing that, yes, it is not that much necessarily in your mind. And maybe for some of our members, it is, right? Giving $18 and some odd cents or $19, depending on whatever organization you're a part of and you're founding your is, since that seems <laughs> to be our favorite thing to do, it's easy, right? Yeah. It, it's meaningful. It's sentimental to us. Um, that total giving from a chapter, or total giving from undergraduates, it does make a difference. And knowing that, you know, whether it was easy or you really had to, you know, give up your Starbucks and that was really hard um, to make those gifts. I think it, 
it starts to show that like you're you are a piece of this like you are a part of something so much bigger than yourself and I think we hear that so many times when we are in school like you're you're part of something bigger this is a bigger piece of this right and that's just one way I think that we echo that messaging and and that messaging kind of shows up in our lives. Well, I think it's so interesting. Something I feel like we talk about on the podcast, I don't know, maybe every week, maybe every other week is this mm-hmm. concept of sororities being social organizations with the intent of like equipping women for society, right? Like not yes. just to have, yes, we want you to like meet your bridesmaids. Yes. We want you to yeah. like socialize with fraternity men, but that's like not the purpose. And mm-hmm. I think philanthropic giving or like the philanthropic and service sphere of our sorority is one way that we're able to help our members cultivate hearts of generosity for their lifetime. Right. Truly. Yep. Yeah. I think so. If that's our intent, right. If that's the sorority's intent is to help women learn that this like $18 and 74 cents isn't so much about the amount of money as much as it is like how small things can make a huge impact. Like I just ran the numbers for my chapter. And when I was in school and that was in our code of conduct, that was like $4,000. Like that's a Mm -hmm. lot of leadership consultant flights, right? Like that's a lot of, (laughs) I don't know. That's a lot of educational programming hours that we were putting in to our chapters. Maybe even like think about the visits that my chapter got from a leadership consultant, right? That direct gift went back to our chapter, you know? Yeah. And I think if that's our intent as sororities, as sorority communities is to provide this opportunity for our collegiate members to see the practice that they're getting into and the impact of like impactful giving, Mm -hmm. it's kind of redundant, but like how far impactful giving can go. Yeah. I'm wondering what the disconnect is or what we're doing wrong at the end of the day that is making our young alumni after graduation, like tune out to that part of sorority, right? They know how to use their like interpersonal skills to get jobs. (laughs) You know, they know how to like stay connected to their sisterhood, but for Mm -hmm. some reason there isn't that connection of, I should still participate in something that gave so much to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had the answer to that, Cassie, I feel like I would be making a huge difference to so many of our, of our organizations. Right. Um, that's, that is the million dollar question. Um, yeah. you know, not to put a price on it, but I will say, I think part of that disconnect comes from a few different things, in my opinion. I think one is like you kind of talked about how chapters will just build in that giving to their dues. And so if members don't understand the dues breakdown and that's in there, then they're not even, maybe not even understanding that they're giving a gift to the foundation. Um, So that I think is one thing that makes me think about that. So I think we have moved away. I I think many groups have moved away from that practice um, of having that built into a budget. But I do think that that just making the payment, right? You don't necessarily think about the fact that you as an individual are, are making a difference to the foundation. Um, I think when we graduate, 
it is this like new and exciting time for life. We are excited about whatever is next to come. Um, we feel this new sense of maybe adulthood, if you will. We're ready for our careers or, you know, whatever next step we may be taking. And I think sometimes when we reflect on our experience in sorority, it is the friendships and it is that fun time that we had. And I don't necessarily think people think right away about the foundation unless they had a direct tie to an impact, sure. whether that be a scholarship recipient, someone who attended a program, um, someone who heard or interacted with the foundation more in an individual level. Um, and I think the reality is sometimes we are bogged down in student loan debt and the like reality that student loans are going to be coming up. And of course, that's not every single person, but many people graduate with student loan debt. And so I think people have this uh, thought in their mind of like, I have to deal with all of that first before I can give, or I just gave the sorority all this money for dues over these past years. I don't need to give to the foundation. Um, and that's just not true. <laughs> like, I, there's so much good that could be done and so much benefit for alumni and collegians alike that comes from the work that our foundations are doing. Um, and so, yeah, that just kind of is where my mind goes when I think about that disconnect a little bit. Well, and I think about some of the fundraisers we held in college, if it was at Blaze, like a percentage of every pizza that was bought went toward the Pulse Foundation, the Pulse Fund, or yeah, for like other groups that we supported too, right? Like, I feel like in college, we do such a good job of educating or have grown in doing a good job of like educating our peers on what we're raising money for and like rallying other people around our causes. Yeah. And I wonder if when we're alumni and not being like directly surrounded by that same like group feeling, we don't know how to like fundraise or like rally people yeah. around the causes that mean a lot to us, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not just about like emptying your bank account on oh, yeah. giving to the foundation. It could be just like educating other people about what this foundation is doing through your personal experience that can better fund the things that matter a lot to you from the sorority experience, from the things that the foundation provides chapters and also the Alzheimer's Association and gerontology research or whatever that is for your yeah. organization, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just about how much you can give, but it's about how your story can help others feel that same purpose and passion that you do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like as you leave that college experience that you're having, your network just continues to grow, right? So you start to meet people in the town or city wherever you're living, and maybe it's new friendships and from your new involvements and things. And so even just a, a quick share or interaction with some of those social media posts about things that uh, your foundation is doing those are beneficial too, right? Because now you have shared that post or that Instagram story into a space with others who maybe have no experience with 
a sorority foundation or anything that you were involved with in college. And they kind of get to see that piece. And you just never know how others are going to be impacted by that, right? So I think about the Alzheimer's Association and fundraising for the walk to end Alzheimer's. Um, that, that affects so many people, right? And they really have a heart for finding a cure for that disease. And so by sharing out that there's a way that they can get involved and donate because you have a tie, I think sometimes just really encourages folks or even if it doesn't encourage them to give, it probably creates a space where they now have a different connection to you that they never knew they had. And I think that is very special. So I guess as we wrap up, thinking about like everything that your sorority journey has offered you and the direction it's given you in your life, what would you say are like the top couple things that you're like most thankful for from your sorority journey? Oh gosh. Um, I think tying back to my collegiate experience. So I'm going to use like my collegiate experience, my professional experience, and my volunteer experience. Um, so tying back to my collegiate experience, just that I was really given the space to grow and develop as a leader. And I failed a lot and I didn't have the answers and I wasn't doing all the right things, but there was still a space there from support with sisters, whether that be older sisters or peers or heck, sometimes even some of my younger sisters um, had just awesome insight for me. Um, that really helped me to grow and see that if you want to kind of try to make a difference and you want to have an impact on your campus and in your chapter, you can. And it, it it's going to take work and it's not going to be easy, um, but I bet you there are other people who want to come along on that journey with you and you just have to find them and have a little bit of vulnerability. And so I'm thankful that that space was there for me to just kind of fail, succeed, grow, all of that um, while I was a student. As a professional, I think that growth continued, right? I I grew up really as a young professional in my in my first few years and um, knowing that people had faith in me to supervise and to work with the people that I worked with and the consultants that I worked with um, was incredible, right? And again, I didn't always have the answers, but I knew that I had the support that I needed and I'm really thankful for that experience because I think it helped me grow not only as a professional, but just as a member and my understanding of why Sigma Kappa was so important to me and is so important to me. Um, and then as a volunteer, I think it just really is awesome to see and I'm so thankful that there are such dedicated volunteers that we have as an organization and not even just our organization, knowing that our organizations NPC groups all over um, have such incredible volunteers and I shouldn't even say just NPC groups, sororities have just incredible volunteers who give so much of their time and their talent to really help collegians and the organization grow and develop is incredible and I think sometimes 
we don't see that always because we get so zoomed in on what we are working on or what team we are on and just taking a step back and really looking at what we're doing and how we are getting those things done is incredible. And so I'm thankful to still have that experience. And you're right, it is evolving and it is changing and it's being challenged. But I think that we are we are working on growing and changing and evolving to meet our students and their needs and really kind of step up as organizations. Yeah. I love that you shared how you like feel like you grew up with Sigma Kappa, right? It was like yeah. your first like real post-grad like professional experience for like a large chunk of your career. Yeah. And I think about our interview all the time <laughs> when I interviewed with you and Jordan and I was a nervous wreck, right? Like I was, I wanted that position so bad. And it was something that I had been thinking about for years, kind of like your story of like meeting a leadership consultant early in your sorority membership and seeing that as a possibility as you went on in college and then obviously interviewed. And I was so nervous. And I remember us talking like in one of our first one-on-ones after I'd gotten the job and we were going through training and you and I were like reflecting on it and maybe it actually wasn't one of our first, maybe it was like six months in and you were like, Cass, like we want to provide this opportunity for people who have the, op- for women who have the opportunity to grow with us, not that like mm-hmm. have everything they need and can't gain anything from this program. We want to provide it to women that can grow and as they grow really make an impact on the women they work with and that stuck with me because i think in different seasons of our journey we think that we need to be farther ahead than we are we think that we like need to have it more together or need to be more equipped or have more experience when really that's what sorority is for right even in a professional way giving us more of those resources, giving us more of that experience to just be better equipped for what's coming. And I think so often we get hung up on that in just our four years when really that can make a difference throughout our alumni journey too. So, and I mean, I see direct (laughs) ties from that with the foundation, Um, obviously super directly with my leadership consultant experience and even the ways I see the foundation help fund things that we do on the Panhellenic team. And so I'm really thankful that we could have you on today to give this foundation perspective, especially around Thanksgiving, because I think it is so important for us to remember and not take for granted why all the things that make our sorority experience what it is, why they come to us and how they come to us. Yes. Yeah. I think And Thanksgiving is truly timely, um, just for, as we think about what we're grateful for. And then also, I mean, following Thanksgiving is Giving Tuesday. And so as you think about what you're grateful for and what you're thankful for, and and if it is that experience, you know, I would obviously encourage you to make a gift and it doesn't have to be a huge gift. It could be whatever is meaningful to you. Um, But knowing that that's on your heart and something that you are thinking about, um, that gift of any size really is going to make a difference to that staff or those volunteers that are doing, doing that work. And um, I just think it would be so cool if we could just flood Giving Tuesday, right? That would be amazing. Yeah. 
So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love that challenge too. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Giving Tuesday is right around the corner and what a great time to be thankful for what your organization has given this year and especially honoring how much it's adapted through the craziness like everything else. So thank you so much, Erica. This was so special to have you on today. Thanks, Cassie. I certainly appreciate it. I don't know if you already started doing this when I asked Erica this question at the end, but right now I want you to take a minute and think about what you're most thankful for to your sorority. Is it the relationships, the sisterhood that you have created among the members in your chapter? Is it the leadership development or career preparedness that you feel so equipped to now go into the workplace? Or is it a generous heart and a concept of being a part of something bigger than yourself that when you come together, you're able to make such a larger impact than you could individually? Whatever it is, I want you to remember that our organizations give us so much and it is an opportunity for us when we graduate to give back to something that has changed our lives to ensure that it still exists to change others' lives. I used to joke that when I was a chapter president that it was the equivalent of managing a medium-sized nonprofit. When you look at that budget and when you look at the scope and impact of the work that we're doing, And I think it's important to remember that some of our chapter presidents are running a medium or large nonprofit, but I think sometimes we forget that nonprofit piece means that it is a not-for-profit company. It is an organization that is intended to endure throughout changes and difficulties to continue providing the experience that has shaped our lives. As Giving Tuesday is around the corner, we hope that you will consider making a donation to your national organization's philanthropy or foundation, or just reaching out to someone in your chapter or an advisor maybe that has played a pivotal role in your life and just saying thank you for the impact that that woman has had. As I said in the beginning, I am so thankful for each and every one of you. Seeing you all tune in week after week these past eight months has meant the world to me. So thank you for being a part of my extended sisterhood and know that I am thinking of you and thankful for each and every one of you. If you resonated with this episode in any way, if you found yourself nodding along or saying yes to anything that we shared, I would love to hear from you. And I think there's three ways that you can do that. The first would be if you would write us a review on Apple Podcast and share with us what you thought of the episode or the way that you connected with it, more women like you will be able to find this podcast. Number two, we would love it for you to share it with your sister friends in your chapter, in your community. Make sure to share it with women who could relate to it too. And then finally, if there was a takeaway that you want to make sure we know about, make sure to DM us at Her Sorority Journey so we can know what is resonating with you.